Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Heavy Pages. And today, I'm really excited that we have a guest joining us, Khalifa, and she has her own podcast called Happy Single Mom. How are you, Khalifa? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you so, so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yes, I am excited to have you here, and I love your podcast, Happy Single Mom. Tell me, what made you want to name it Happy Single Mom? Well, basically, I started the Happy Single Moms podcast, um, like, during the pandemic. Um, it's something I've al- I've always had a passion for podcasting, but I found that me being a single mom, people were always shocked why I was happy. So whenever I would speak to them, they'd be like, oh, wow, you're very happy for like a single mom. And I was so shocked. Like they expected single motherhood to look like me being depressed, me not having money, me being angry. So I kind of wanted to like put it to the faces of society that you can actually be happy as a single mom. No matter how you've become a single mom, it doesn't have to look like the stereotypical woe is me character that you see online or on on tv you know you can be happy raising your child alone right if you do find someone excelente however if you are doing it alone row your boat sis (laughs) (laughs) that's great I totally agree I mean I was a single mom for five or six years and let me tell you it was like the best time of my life I had I my son and I traveled we did so many things together he was also uh, when I separated, he was also eight years old, so it was similar to your situation. How old is your son? He's 12. He's 12 now. He's 12 now, yeah, yeah. right. Okay, so, um, but I had an eight-year-old son, and it was, um, you know, we had a great time, and I agree. I was like, uh, I don't want to be depressed and hanging out, and what do I do with myself, and my life is over, you know? People mm-hmm. were like, I can't believe, where are you going now? What are you guys doing now? And I'm like, you know, we're living. We're We're living our best lives. So yeah. I love that. And it and it's important for women to know that that is possible, right? Because there's many women that think my life is over. I, exactly. I'm never going to be happy again. Exactly. And I shared it once on, on my podcast. I said that the day that my son's dad left, um, so it's like he walked out the door and then I invited anger, depression, loneliness. So I let them come in. And I let them stay for too long. And I then started wearing it as a cloak, like, oh, I've been left and I'm raising my child alone. And it took me so long. And it stills, depression actually stills. It's a time stealer and it's a joy stealer as well. And I've always wanted my child to see me happy, no matter the circumstances, whether we have money, whether we don't, whether, you know, just to grow up seeing them, seeing his mum smile and, it took me a very, very long time to be happy. And I realized that happiness was actually a choice. It was a, it was a choice because being, as much as I even speak to single moms now and they're like, oh, I can't wait to meet a man. I can't wait to meet someone. I say to them, the, lonely, lonely, the loneliest I've ever felt was when I was actually in a relationship. <laughs> so right. what right. is it that you're really fighting for? And for me, I've always said I'm on this earth for however long we're, we're God grants us and we are here 
to impact the next generation and also be happy, be accountable for our own happiness, make choices on a daily basis to make yourself happy. And that's what I decided to do. And I have not looked back because when I look back at the the time that I was stolen by me being sad and depressed and angry and, oh, I'm upset or look at what's happened to me, you know, I was waiting for someone to lick a particular wound that I needed to heal. No one was coming. I think there's a lady on um, Instagram um, and she actually says no one is coming. No one is coming. You just have to realize that you have to make this choice for yourself and for your child to be happy. And that's what I kind of push on the on the Happy Single Moms platform. Right. And I think that uh, that that makes perfect sense. Like also for me, when in my situation, I was married for uh, a certain amount of years and uh, my husband decided that, you know, he no longer wanted to be in the relationship. And I was obviously like devastated about that. And I had lost myself in this relationship. I didn't know who the heck I was. And so I was an extension of him. And so when he wants to leave, I was, um, I was a disaster. And, um, you know, my podcast started with me sharing the journal entries that I kept while going through the separation. And when you listen to it, I do this for the women that are going through this now, because it's embarrassing to listen to the things that I cried about, the things that Mm -hmm. I complained about, what I was missing, what I was, why am I so sad about this person? Why am I beating myself up about this person? Why am I begging this person? And I remember listening that you said that this is something that you did. And this is something that I also did. I, I begged him and I, and I tell myself now that I did that and though it was embarrassing, but I wanted to say at the end of my marriage that I did everything I could. Yeah. Yeah. which included begging. So I couldn't go back and say, well, I didn't try at all because <laughs> I did. So yeah. I, I don't beat myself up about that, but I even went to that point. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think that as, as, as women, we have to be open and transparent about the fact that, yeah, sometimes the fear of being alone is, it's crippling it is so crippling and I didn't want to do it alone and hence why I got on my knees and I begged him I said please do not let me do this alone I am begging you and he got up and he left and I often tell people that sometimes the things that you're trying to run away from you sometimes you run into its arms I think at the back of my mind I always knew that this person wasn't going to catch me when I fell you know and I think as sometimes as women as well we know that the person that we're with isn't always, isn't a hundred percent. And we are fighting against what the reality is. And we're putting on our rosy colored spectacles saying, no, 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 this is not it. This is not it. And, um, I, I, I'm not ashamed to say that I begged because like you, I could say that I did absolutely everything. And if not for that situation, I wouldn't know how strong I actually was. And yeah, I I would never have been able to know how strong I was to be able to do things by myself and how resilient I am. So you can cry. That's what I say to a lot of moms. You, no matter what, what you're going through at the moment, whether someone's left you, whether you're a single mom, whether you're going through a separation, whether your partner's cheated, you can cry, you can go through the motions. But the same way we look at seasons, there's seasons always change with us as well. You might be in a season of sadness and 
you might be on TikTok or Instagram and people are like, oh, just, you know, like I just mentioned, just be happy, be happy. But you have to go through the fire. You have to go through the emotions for the next season. Embrace where you are at, you know, embrace the pure fact that you are begging someone (laughs) not to leave you. Embrace it and then wait for the next season. And the next season will always be better. It would always be better because pain doesn't always last. And that's one thing that we need to remember. We think that it's going to be here for so long. If you think about your first ever heartbreak, maybe at 15 or 16, you thought you were going to die. die, But you survived. So if you can get over that, you can get over this, you can get over anything that comes your way in life. I agree. And I, I also say the same thing uh, specifically about uh, like a separation, a divorce or, or an ending of a relationship like that is that you feel like you're going to die. And when you realize that you don't what you know, that say if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What you realize, what you can survive mm-hmm. going through a separation, a divorce, um, an ending of a relationship, taking care of a child, yeah. you being responsible for a child. It's like. You can do anything. Do you should never question yourself again. Of course, this is a process where you always keep reminding yourself of your value and how strong you are and things of that like that. But the fact that you can do these things and many of us doubt that we can and society tells us that we can't either. But when we have done it, then we're like, shit, we are all that. Yeah, I think mom, I think especially single moms, we're we're actually badass. We are actually yeah. badass. And if you can raise your kid alone, there's nothing you can't do. And um, I call it like the rustle up situation. Like, I don't know whether you've ever, your kids have ever said to you, oh, mom, I'm hungry. And then you open the fridge and you think, oh, do you know what? Let me rustle up something. And somehow (laughs) you manage to make a meal out of whatever you open up the fridge and you see in there. That is life. That's how life can be, you know? Yes, you might have limited uh, finances. You might have limited access to, to support systems. But what can you rustle up? What right. can you rustle up right now in your with with the with what you have, your emotions, your your family, your support system? What can you rustle up from the ashes that have been left behind from whatever situation that you're in? Because as women, by golly, we can rustle up some stuff. So, so open so- that fridge and pick something out, sis, and make your life beautiful. Uh, And I think that that absolutely makes sense. But for some, right, it's the getting there, the, like you said, picking yourself up, you hit rock bottom and then you've got to believe and find the strength and the will to, to do that because that part makes it a little bit difficult, especially if um, like something that you mentioned and also I experienced was losing yourself, losing your value in this person. Like you're, you from hearing your story, you had such amazing educational plans and yeah. you were doing shit, you know, you were in, in college and doing amazing him. things. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and, and I wonder, do you look back and see that he didn't want you to, to be able to be self-sufficient? He wanted to, you to be dependent on him. Yeah, I I look back and I think to myself that he was very, very narcissistic, that big buzzword right now. Um, 
but then I was also, um, I, I've learned how to take some accountability as well. You know, I was also an enabler as well. And I was also dependent, you know, and um, I think that when I have gone through therapy and stuff, you can, you can often see the fact that some things in your childhood you're trying to fix now when you, as, as you become older and I've forgiven and I've let go. And I've also forgiven myself. I think oftentimes as women, we have to just forgive, forgive ourselves and Mm -hmm. then now know not to fall in the same trap. (laughs) So whenever I see a sign of uh, someone that's a bit controlling or someone that's a bit opinionated about what I'm wearing or where I'm going or what I'm doing, I'm like, whoa, (laughs) that's not going to run over here because I've overcome so much. When you've jumped so many hurdles, you can't have someone trying to drag you back. So I do tell um, a lot of mums on my platform that like, focus on you because I do feel like we do lose ourselves when we do get into a relationship and it's a power thing you still need to be uh, do you know I oftentimes see that picture of the yin and yang and then it becomes one when in actual fact I feel like we should be one person and another person and then come together not two halves coming together because when that person decides to leave and it's their own free will like you and me you lose yourself because you're so attached to that individual your value is in that person and they kind of become like this god in your in your life and your life is is it feels like you're falling apart but when you realize that you have so much light and you have so much love and you have so much love to give that you would be so grateful for them walking away. Because if not for him walking away, I wouldn't know the level of love and appreciation that you can actually have. Like, what I was having was McDonald's, ladies, and I have been having some steak. (laughs) So you might think, like, that's the best you could ever have when, like, life is showing you that, no, there's so much more out there. So... I, I don't know whether you've ever felt whereby have you, I don't know whether you've, you've ever gone out and you've seen like an ex-partner and you think whoa like oh like you've seen them after a couple of years thinking oh, what was I thinking <laughs> I think that yeah. is where you will get to uh, in a couple of years time yeah or a couple of months but you have to go through the motions ladies you have to embrace where you're at cry I I, you you mentioned about like um emotions I give myself pity parties right now because often oftentimes we think that okay we're just gonna everything's wonderful now that we've got the house we've got the car we've got this we've got our kids are fine but sometimes emotions are there and they're there for a reason I allocate time I'm like all right cool Khalifa this weekend we're having a pity party yeah we're gonna watch sad movies have some ice cream and we're gonna cry about stuff that happened in 1995 yeah and then I say Friday to Sunday and then that's it Monday wipe my eyes and then I keep it pushing because the thing about sadness is that it's it's very comforting you can stay there so I allocate time I'm like all right cool I'm sad I've allocated my time to be sad and then I'm gonna get back up again because Kids don't care if mummy's sad. They need to be fed. They need to go to school. They need to go to basketball, football, everything. <laughs> so <laughs> That's true. I, now, you mentioned that them leaving you can be a favor to you. And I feel like I was not happy in my relationship, but I was 
married by the Catholic Church, which meant, you know, till death do us part. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so I wasn't happy, but I didn't, I had, um, what is the word? I had decided that I was content, right? This is my life. I accepted that this level of unhappiness was my level and I was going to live with it. But he thankfully decided that, no, I don't want to live like this. And he did what I would not brave enough to do. Yeah. And I later, of course, in the beginning, I was a huge mess. I cried. My life was over, blah, blah, blah. But once you do the work, like you said, and you get to the other side, I am grateful for him to have done what I could not have done because I was so much happier afterwards. I, I had this freedom. I was able to do the work and, and find myself. So he did me a favor. And I know women hearing this now are like, that's crazy. How am I ever going to think that? But you do get to the point where what they did was a favor. Yeah. You have to just know that it, it, you will get to that point. Because I feel like sometimes, like I mentioned earlier, the pain can be so crippling. And I think with my situation, for example, I had the added shame because everyone told me not to be with this guy. So my mom didn't like him. My dad didn't like him. My friends didn't like him. My brothers didn't like him. And I was living with him in this crappy apartment where we had to, it was just horrible. It was just a horrible situation. But I said to him when we um, broke up that I got into a boxing ring to fight against the world with you and you turn around and you punch me, you know? <laughs> so it was so, so shameful having to tell people that, you know what, you lot were right. <laughs> yeah, right. You lot were right. I didn't see it because I was so in love and I wanted to prove everyone wrong, that he's, he's a good man, he's, you know? And we as women, especially, we just need to realise that even if Prince Charming doesn't come along, like Rapunzel, for example, in her tower, you have to rescue yourself. You right. have to let your hair, you let your hair down and climb down that tower and rescue yourself. Because right. if we rely so much of our lives on a man that's not God, we will be disappointed because human beings will disappoint you. <laughs> so you cannot attach your identity so much in another individual because you know, you can't, cannot do it because they're not, they're not God and they can mess up and they can leave and they can walk away. So you need to love and you need to love freely, but you need to not lose who you are, your essence, right. you know, don't lose right. your salt, your je ne sais quoi, because if someone walks away, be free enough to say, I love you. This is painful but I will survive. That is exactly the point. And that is where many of us fail. And we think we don't realize we're doing it. We think we're being great wives or great girlfriends or great partners. And, and, you know, what we're raised to do, taking care and taking care, but these are not our children. These are men that also have their own responsibilities and things to do. And we're coddling them and we're, we're, allowing making ourselves small for them and then at the end of the day when it doesn't work out the person that you have absolutely failed is yourself yeah so, yeah yeah and I, I do agree. think that men men are not really 
they're not really taught, some men anyway, not, let me not generalise, some men are not taught how to, like conflict resolution, emotional regulation, you know, so we're not taught how to handle relationships and oftentimes we're not even, we don't really see healthy relationships as well. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm so grateful that I actually have a son because I don't, if because I can actually now start cultivating some of the things I would right. like him to to have like if you're upset let mummy know you can cry right. if you want to cry boys do cry <laughs> you know right. you don't have exactly. to bottle things up so as as women we have to give men grace as well because we're not all you know where I I I have learned how to take accountability for the stuff that happened in my relationship and I get it and like you I'm so grateful that we are not together and I'm like you live your life <laughs> I'm living my life so right. I've taken accountability. I'm hoping he will take his accountability, but embrace where embrace where you're where you're at and also find out why you picked that person. Like I think right. that's a question we don't often ask ourselves, why what was it about this person that was so attractive? Why did I why was I content? Why was I why did I think this is the standards that I should be living and when you start answering and I'm picking those questions you start kind of realizing that this wasn't this wasn't meant to be and relationships are like mirrors yeah they are like mirrors ladies and you have to like what's looking back at you this is your reflection forever quote unquote so you have to like what's looking back at you yeah that's an excellent point and I know for me my reason for choosing him was because he needed he needed somebody. He was telling me all of his problems, all of his baggage, and how his life was, and his parents didn't love him, and this and that and the other. And I was like, oh, you need saving. Here I am. Let me show you what love is. Let me and and I wanted to save him. And the the thing is that you cannot save a person that doesn't want to save themselves. And that's a red flag. Run like hell if they're coming here to tell you all of their baggage and stuff because they need somebody yeah. to carry it for them, which is what I ended up doing. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll save you. I'll save you. It's not possible. Don't do not do that. And that was, mm-hmm. you know, the pitfall I fell in because I wanted to save him. I wanted to be that person. And you know what? Honestly, I did. If that, um, was, my, if that was my goal, I brought him to a whole nother state where he had a whole bunch of other opportunities where he was able to get a great job. And now he was thriving. And when he left me, he moved, he continued to continue to grow and have great career. So I did mm-hmm. what I wanted to do and to the expense of myself. So really I look back at that and say, you know, I did it. I did yeah. do that. I wanted to save him and he saved. I just forgot about <laughs> me along the way. Sure, yeah. And I do think yeah. that we as women, we have to realize that we are natural project managers. It is innate <laughs> in us. Like I mentioned the other analogy about we look inside a fridge and we rustle stuff up. We see a man and we can see the end goal. We can see what he could be. But can he see that? And I do right. find oftentimes you build a man up like you've just mentioned and the wonderful house that you've built in him, he then puts someone else in there because you've done all the work. Right. <laughs> you've done, you've right. paved the way for another woman to come and 
reap the fruits of your hard-earned labor but in actual fact it should be both of you building something together and that's why I say to people that as much as love is a wonderful thing but I kind of want a purposeful relationship that we have a purpose something that we're a goal that we're running towards because love can fade love can love can fade away love is very fleeting So you need to have a purposeful relationship, whether the purpose is we're going to raise children that are going to be wonderful citizens in society, but you can't just be with dating someone and just building them up. And you're the one that's digging the foundation and doing this and doing that. And whilst they're just chilling, like what, what is the aim and what is the goal of this relationship outside of I love you and you love me? Because right. you're going to build that man up and he is going to take all your work. Yeah. And you're going to remind him, right? Yeah. You're reminding him of who he was. Yeah. So this new him doesn't want that reminder. So mm-hmm. somebody else is going to say, wow, what an awesome guy. What a great job. What a good, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. resent, I think a lot of men, they want to be the providers. They want to be the smarter one in a relationship. Because I remember my, my ex-partner, he used to say something to me because he didn't have... Um, a degree and I was like an overachiever I've got the, the law degree the master's you know right. work for the ministry of justice so he used to say to me whenever we would have an argument well is it because you've got a degree that's why you're, you know is it because you, right. you think you're smart and right. it didn't dawn on me until like afterwards that I would kind of like reduce myself like just try and dumb myself down because I'm thinking to myself that oh, I don't want him to think that I am you know making him feel stupid because he hasn't but that was his complex that that he was pouring out on me and then I had to kind of shrink who I was because of what was going on over there so for me I don't think any human being is perfect I'm not perfect any man any man that you get with is gonna have some sort of screw loose somewhere (laughs) yeah but it's the my, my my point is that Find someone that you can build with and you can argue with, but it's not a toxic kind of argument. It is you're building, you're learning from, you're learning um, about each other, loving each other and growing. You can't just, yeah, just grow and love each other. When I think about like the years I spent with my ex, I'm thinking, what did we achieve? Every, like we had the same arguments over and over. It was just like a, like a um, back to the future, like just watching the same thing over and over and over again. Pick up your right. things off the floor. I don't know when you talk to me. It was just the same. And I was stuck in that loop over and over again. And that would have been me for the rest of my life, just stuck in that loop. So any woman that's listening to this, just really take off the rosy colored spectacles and look at that relationship and think to yourself, was this really perfect? And even if the relationship was perfect, let's just say hypothetically in your mind, you think, no, he was perfect. I was perfect. If someone can leave you, that means they can't see the value of who you are and they can't see how special you are and how wonderful you are. Do you want that person in your life that can't see how wonderful of a person you are? Knowing your value is, and then acknowledging your value. If they don't, a relationship is never going to, it's never going to, I'm not going to say it's not going to work because people have been married for 30, 40 years. Yeah. But it's not going to be healthy. Like you said, it's not going to be healthy and it's not going to be productive. And at the end of it, well, what, what do you achieve? I recently spoke to a woman who was in a terrible relationship and she had been married 33 years 
and she was unhappy, but she's mm-hmm. like, I'm, I want to hit 50 to say I've been married 50 years. But then she said, wait a minute, that's 17 more years just oh, to say, mm-hmm. look, we made it 50. And like, what does the number matter? You know, mm-hmm. what does that matter if you're unhappy and if you're miserable and if you're not treated well, you know? Yeah. So those are the things to think about. And I know that, you know, there's fear of walking away. There's fear in that because you don't know if you can, but we, and now we go back to the full circle that if you trust yourself, you can do these things. It is possible to survive on your own. And like you said, you are alone in your relationship. So what, yeah, what yeah. is it just to have a, a warm body next to you? And I think you'll agree with me being single and having to respond with you know, be responsible for your child and whatever, but not having to answer to anybody, not having to uh, ask somebody permission to go somewhere to do something. This freedom, and as adults, because when we were kids, we had to answer to our parents or whatever, is a pretty amazing thing. I think every woman should experience the opportunity to just be able to do whatever she wants without having to answer to somebody or have, you know, their meals ready or be washing their underwear or those sort of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I would like to touch upon the fact that sometimes as women as well, when you do walk away, and I've seen it a lot, when a lot of times when women have walked away and they've said, you know what, this, this, the, the way in which you're treating me isn't great. Sometimes the men actually, it clicks and then there's a change and then they, then they, then they actually want to work on some of the character flaws or the problems that they've had. So walking away doesn't always necessarily mean I'm going to walk away and divorce and be a single mom. It could actually be beneficial for that relationship. Maybe there's a, just a period of separation and then it's coming back together to really work together on, on, on that, on that relationship. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think, Having having self value is something that a lot of us women we need to just affirm. You know, I know we're big. We're mm-hmm. in twenty twenty three. Everyone's like a affirmation, affirmation, affirmation. But even mm-hmm. if you don't feel like you have any value, just fake it till you make it. I had to. I had Absolutely. to fake it till I made it, till I believed it, till I looked in the mirror and I was like, do you know what? I'm beautiful. Cause when I was in my relationship, my ex used to say to me that who's going to want you, no one's going to want you, but me, blah, blah, blah. So whenever, even when we broke up, that's what I'm saying. That some of the things that people say, it stays with you. So when we broke up and guys would approach me, I would be thinking, why are you, why are you talking to me for like, what's going on? Because mm-hmm. I have been told for 10 years that I'm not beautiful. No one's going to want me apart from him. And right. that was a big lie because lady. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my thing is that <laughs> we have to unlearn some of the things and then yeah. learn some new things, yeah. you know, learn yeah. how to value yourself, learn how to love yourself, learn how to walk in your femininity, learn how to, and being a single woman doesn't mean that you have to then be the man because I'm not the, the man in this house. There's certain things that I'm like, I tell my son, that, oh no, mommy's, mommy's not doing that. Uh, I'm a woman. I, I'm not killing that spider. No. <laughs> right. I'm not killing that spider. So you can still be feminine. You can still be loved. You can still find joy in, yeah, in everything that you're doing. Right. Right. I did want to say that the, the fake it till you make it, that was my mantra. That was so important to me because it's specifically in faking that I wasn't dying inside right because you 
it, it is powerful, like you said. Affirmations and telling yourself these things, they work. That it, They wouldn't be used so much if it did, wasn't that it didn't work. And sometimes you don't believe in yourself. You don't think that you're worthy. But if you keep telling yourself you are, like there's this saying, whether you believe it or you don't, it's true. So mm-hmm. if you start, if you believe it and you keep saying that you believe it, words have power even to yourself. So you just continue to believe that and tell yourself that and you will get, you'll, you'll get there. There's going to be work. Yeah. Learning to love yourself again and finding yourself worth is work. And you just put the work in and yeah. after that, and after that, I believe you, you will agree that when you know who you are and you love yourself, you will not allow someone to come in and disturb your peace. Unless yep. they are the correct person that's going to bring value to you where you are and not disturb what you have created. Yeah, definitely. And another thing I would like to say is that I used to say to myself in like my dark days that, look, God, give me enough strength to get through the day. Sometimes you just need the strength for the day. You might not need it for the month, for the week, for the just you just need enough strength to get through the day. You know, even if you're going to see your ex and you're going to go and do drop off, just be like, I need enough strength, Lord, just for today. And it really, really does work. Just asking for strength. (laughs) Yes, one step at a time. Exactly. That's it. One step at a time. You don't have to solve it all. You don't have to solve it all today. You can't solve it all today. So small chunks. Exactly. And the thing is, life oftentimes life is like it's weird. It's like a jigsaw puzzle. It, you it might just look like a mess, you know, when you whether you're going through the separation or the kids and da da da. You know, it might look like a mess, but piece by piece, after some time, it's something absolutely beautiful. When you step back and then look, life is honestly like a jigsaw puzzle. So it might look messy right now, but two years, three years, five years time, you're going to create something so beautiful. So, so beautiful. So just carry on whatever it is, your dreams, your goals, even if it's just, I want to raise happy children. If that is your goal, go for it. This is the only life we get, boo-boo. You better just go for anything that you want because that's it. A lot of people are selfish. And if you've got kids, you know how selfish kids are when they're crying in the middle of the night. They <laughs> want their bottle. They want their nappy change. They want a cuddle. You have to be selfish w- with the things that you want. You have to be intentional. You have to be selfish. And you have to be selfish in regards to getting your mental health and your peace. Your peace. You, sh- you should fight for your peace. Because if your peace is gone, oh, child. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Everything else is 10 times harder. Absolutely. Wow. Well, Khalifa, I really appreciate you coming on with me today and um, sharing about your journey and how you are able to be a happy single mom and how all of us can be absolutely happy single moms because we we have control of that. Thank you so much. If, um, if people wanted to follow your podcast or chat with you, where can they find you? Yes, thank you so, so much for having me. It's been so refreshing um, coming on your podcast. So I am on Instagram called the Happy Single Moms Podcast alongside any streaming platform, the Happy Single Moms Podcast as well. And yes, I'm always available for any DMs, any, because I'm also a life coach as well. So if you want to have a, um, if you want to talk, I'm also a a careers advisor. So if you want to speak about careers and life and 
single motherhood. I am here day or night. Just drop me a DM and just say hi, Khalifa, and I will message you back. And I just want to say to all the single mamas out there, you are doing a wonderful job. Take every day as it comes and your kids are going to thank you for picking you. And that's going to do it for this episode. Again, a special thanks to Khalifa for joining me today and sharing about her journey. Definitely go check out her podcast and I will catch you on the next one. Bye for now. That's going to be it for this episode. If you'd like to reach out to me, you can always find me on Instagram at heavy underscore pages underscore podcast. And if you found this episode interesting, please consider clicking on that five-star rating and following so you are notified when the next episode drops. As always, thank you for listening. And remember, sometimes the pages of life can be heavy, but you don't have to turn them alone.